Uh, we're back. We're here again. Hey. Why are we wearing the same clothes? That's weird. Did you call me and tell me to wear the same clothes? I think it just happened this way. Weird. It's definitely a week from when we last did it. Or several days at yeah. the very least. Yeah. Certainly isn't the same night. Yeah, so this is um, episode two. The last episode we did, I mean, there was a lot of talking, a lot of rambling, a lot of talks about fires, a lot of talks about going to California and what we've been shooting and what we've been cutting. Some people would say it was a lot of excuses for why things are taking too much time. Yeah. And let's address that now. Okay, let's address it. Should we introduce ourselves? Yeah, I think we Or did we put... Randall Lobb. I mean, a quick intro for me. I'm Adam Spierney. I'm the guy who came up with the idea for this documentary. I'm also the guy responsible for making this thing take so long. My name is Randall Lobb, and I am one of the owners of Faux Pop Media, and probably 50 or 150% of why this documentary is taking so long. That's completely not true. It's a joint effort. Do you know why it's taking so long? Well, I know the reason, because movies take a long time to make because movies yeah but there's another reason why and we'll address it in this episode two of chasing shenmue the comeback there should be a theme song well we, we roll it at the beginning oh we can roll it now and then musicals fun blah 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 blah. good times good times and then we come cut. back in and say, we're back yeah we're okay. back that was good yeah so first of all what we're going to talk about today we saw these items last episode. They were here, but they these yeah. artifacts I were never them. discussed. I wanted to talk about them. I mean, I'm wearing the, the, my Yokosuke City shirt that I got when I went on the Shenmue pilgrimage. Oh, so got yeah, these we cool replica mirrors here. We heard a little like bit about the ride. pilgrimage, but can you just give us a little ding dong about what each of All these right, items so we'll, are? We'll do a quick thing. So yeah. we have, um, I mean, <clears throat> this is clearly a Sega Dreamcast coffee or tea mug. I got this at the Super Potato, which is a video game store in Akihabara. So this would hold approximately a tall. What yeah, do you think? I think if you're going by Starbucks terms, it's what a What if you're going by Tim Hortons? How many Tim Hortons? Uh, that'd be a, that's a small. That's, uh, that, it, it, Tim Horton sizes, that's, uh, I would throw it right out and not drink it at all. That's the size it is. Whoa. Ooh, I went there. So that's, if that's a tea, if that's a tea drink, that's a nice, gentle tea drink, but yeah. you might fill it up again. Yeah, definitely. Okay. It's, it's, it's a Japanese medium, let's say that. Okay, good, and yeah. what else have we got here? Um, and then I have, uh, I can't see from here, but Dragon and Phoenix uh, replica mirrors. These were 3D print, modeled in 3D <clears throat> Studio Max and Maya, printed using a 3D printer, I believe, and then painted mm. by hand along with the uh, Hazuki crest from Shenmue 1. Show the tat, show the tat, show yeah, the key. Show the tat the key. The key. Here we go. Did, if you push this up to Adam's tattoo and turn it, he actually comes to life. He bursts into life. Now, so these two here, I recently updated our uh, Facebook page profile picture with these two mirrors. Um, I've also been mm -hmm. using them to shoot some uh, B-roll, some like product shots, filler shots, whatever. Mm -hmm. And I just wanted to give a quick shout out to the guy who actually made these for me yeah and uh <clears throat> oh boy here we go something's happening everybody oh God, for I those people at home who are listening to this through their ear holes the NDA everybody's there's his nda <laughs> oh okay that we can't even talk about the nda right well what i'll do is i thought i would have it here but i will put the link to the guy's website yeah let's do in that. in the thing description but his name is joe torres uh, AKA Rio HD. 
Um, I mm. saw these mirrors on eBay. Uh, they were sold, so I reached out to them. I asked them, hey, would you mind uh, making me another copy of these uh, for the documentary? I'll pay you, of course, for your work. Mm -hmm. um, he did so right away. He put a lot of effort into them. He sent them to me really quick. I think they look really cool. Um, so just by comparison, my hand, they're a little smaller than the actual mirrors in the game. Um, but, you know, when you yeah. frame it, when you light it a certain <coughs> way, um, I mean, I thought they looked pretty cool in that photo. So thank you again, Joe, for doing this. You guys, uh, He did an amazing job. And uh, check out his website. And if you want to buy some. I'll bet we're putting his website up right now. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. No, he was really he, he was a great guy to work with. Mm -hmm. um, but there's more in there. Yeah, there's more. There's, there's more some, stuff. Some cool stuff. I mean, I got some the business cards, of course, of the cool people you meet yeah, along the way. Yeah, I mean that happens. Uh, this, um, and if if you see the episode, I think will be coming next. Yeah. This, or if it's already the story been is out. This or with Peter Campbell. Yeah, I don't the, know the if the story is out or not. I don't but, know. Maybe. But there it is. But so this is the uh, <clears> the the official license. Now go to the A cam. Shenmue uh, Sega pin that was at the Tokyo Game Show 2016 back in September. Pull that back to your face. It's out of focus unless it's at your face. There you go. There it is. Yeah. Right on the nose. I actually like the way you look with that there. You should get a new tattoo of that. Can I just get like this surgically implanted right here? Mm hmm. Yeah, I know a guy. I know a guy. Know a guy wow, that was a nice that. cut to me. Yeah, <laughs> that was good. That was good. So uh, I, I believe the odds of getting this, uh, it was a one in six chance of getting it on the, um, <coughs> the vending machines. And the two people I went with, um, AXM on the dojo, or Alex Munoz, he got it on his first try. That's... His first try, and I, I didn't film his reaction. I would say, what are the odds? But I actually know what they are. Mm -hmm. One in six. So he was super excited. Yeah. Uh, Peter, on the other hand, he was not so lucky. I'll, I, I, I'll spare the details. It's, um, it was but not good. He, she, she tried. He tried his best. Um, and in the end, you know what? It worked out for him because he got one for himself and he got one for me too. That's very nice of uh, him. Yeah. I, like, I, I can't, can't say enough how awesome of a guy Peter is. You just did. You just said it and then you changed the to, subject. I have to you keep have, saying it. You actually can say it enough because you changed and started talking about the next item. I'm not... You carry on. I don't want to disparage your... Uh, I'm trying my best here, Rand. Let's hook this up again. Get that. Let's put it here. Unlock the key. Unlock and now go to the next story. Okay. And finally, this, I don't know, on the, the B cam. Oh, there it is. For people who are at home, he's holding up. This is a 5 yen a coin. Everyone is at home. Yeah. There's nobody. Nobody's in their cars right now. Nobody's watching this at work. If anybody's watching this at all. Hey, hey, go cut to my camera for a second. Thank you for doing this during your work. I appreciate that. Secondly, I hope you're not driving as you watch this for your own sake and those around you. Okay, that was good. All right, back to me. So this is a 5 yen coin. Mm -hmm. um, and, and this was actually given to me by Yu Suzuki. Stop it. What? No, I was just like reacting oh, to like, your... Oh, like, get out of town. Yeah. Uh, and he didn't just like give me a fiver because I was down on my luck. <laughs> Or I wanted to buy. Kid, take a five. Or I wanted to buy some uh, toys from the capsule vending mm -hmm. machine. Um, Although that would be within context. I think so. But when we were in uh, Kamakura going to the shrines, uh, we were all part of the the I guess the the journey that people do there is they they wash the money, the ceremonial washing of the money, and a lot of people do it with uh, these coins because these are considered lucky mm -hmm. in Japanese culture. How many, as told me by people there. How like, many people make money laundering jokes? Oh during. man, I should have thought of that. Oh, um, I can't. I don't think puns are huge in Japan. We, I don't. Maybe they are. Maybe they I aren't. Don't know. Do you speak fluent Japanese? No, no, not at all. 
I'm pretty decent at puns, though. I mean, I try. Mm, um, so I didn't have a 5 yen coin on me, so Yu Suzuki gave me his, and then I... Did the, not throw it in the water. Well, so what you do is you, you put it in this little basin, and then you scoop <clears throat> three scoops of this, like, uh, holy water mm -hmm. in, thing in the Shinto uh, temple cave thing, and then you um, kind of keep that with you, and, and, and that's... It's lucky. You're lucky. So, yeah, I, awesome. I have my little uh, Shenmu shrine that's box. That's uh, nice. I keep. Now, who made this box? This was also made by Joe Torres. He. Oh, here we go. Oh, check it out. Jeremy, cut to the camera. Rio HD at Carbon Made. You gotta pull that back com. to your face again. That is where you could find the artist. So that is. I had it here all along. Yeah. yeah. That's nice. He did a nice job. Yeah, it was pretty cool. He's, a, he's obviously a good maker of things. Yeah. And he's a Shenmue fan. Yeah, he is. He he does a lot of cool. It's it's cool how people could sculpt something in a 3D program and then have mm -hmm. this as the end product, something tangible that you could hold in your hands? Well, here we are back to this thing. Yeah. Here's an example of where the community uh, starts in a fake place, fake place, you know, yeah. virtual world, yeah. and then pops out into the real world with real items and real connections. It's, yeah. it's cool. I like that. I forgot one more thing. Cut I, to the toucan. This was my Yokosuka City shirt. When I went on the Shenmu pilgrimage, there was a bar, and I think the bar was called Yokosuka City. But me and Alex, Alexander Munoz, AXM, yeah. we were walking and we just look in the, in the window and we see a shirt that says Yokosuka City on it. And literally, like at the same time we walk, our eyes see the shirt, we stop, we look at each other, mm -hmm. and we're both like, oh, we're buying that fucking shirt. We're, bu we're buying the shirt. We're buying that We just shirt. got rated F? Did we just get rated F? We could beat that. F for explicit? I don't know. Just wait. F doesn't stand for explicit. No. Stands for fun. You're a teacher. Stands for Don't fun. Don't you give Fs to your students? Uh, no, no, no. You can't no. do that We're anymore. We're not allowed right? to do that no. anymore. Okay. But yeah, so. Wow. Uh, yeah, really cool. So we now know, we know about all the items. That's great. Yeah. What we should talk about now is what, well, first of all. We wanted to talk about the. <clears throat> the, the, the process? The process. And, um, well, let's, let's take <clears throat> it back to. Um, I think a good place to start is when we first, when we released that first teaser trailer on YouTube about a year ago. Um, so we, we yes. actually, we released that, we timed, we didn't time it, it was kind of the Kickstarter happened, it caught us by surprise. I would say it was an enormous surprise. Yeah, I mean, because we're, we're working now with um, Yu Suzuki, and not working with, but mm -hmm. we have their blessing to, you know, how would I you word that? <laughs> we're waiting for the opportunity to work with them mm -hmm. based on their timetable yes but they uh, are aware of what we're they, doing we and we they in, have we're in contact yeah. with them and they're and i've i've big, been to their studio that's I've met right them. they're we, big supporters of what we're planning and we've talked about our plans and they've shared with us as much of their plan as they can yeah. but what they're doing is an enormous uh, I would say it's an undertaking that dwarfs any documentary <laughs> you would make. Yeah. Um, well, that we would make. It's a huge process. It's, it's very time consuming. And we can't do things that don't fit into WiseNet's yes. plans and, and, and Usan's plans. And they very are busy making a game trying to hit a specific deadline. Mm -hmm. So the timing really has to be impeccable 
to make this happen. Yeah. And that's one of the hurdles. But to backtrack to what I was saying, we are totally apart from from them. We're not high, we're not part of we're not a subsidiary of Sega. We're no. not part of of um of any of that stuff. We're just all we, independent. Yeah, we people. have no negotiations with mm-hmm. with Sony or any distributors or or any studios or anybody. Everything yeah. that we're doing, we're doing it out of pocket. Out of pocket. 100%. And I have a wedding coming up and I just got a puppy and you have a family and we all have families. I do. And that's part of the, you know, um, when some of the angrier messages come in saying, what's taking so long? Why isn't it out yet? Well, it, it, I'll tell you what, here's the answer. For those of you who are frustrated, uh, yes, we, we agree. <laughs> but we don't get to decide when we get material, it's up to Wisenet, and yeah. their game is the plan. Whatever the, they are doing, whatever's happening with their development, mm-hmm. that's what we react to. There are many more people that we want to shoot. There's much more that we have to collect, and it's all based on the timetables that are being laid out on a, a, yes. a week-to-week basis, probably, at, mm-hmm. at, at their end. Um, so... Now that I mentioned that, I the angry clarified, fans. not the angry fans, but the fact that we aren't related to Sega or any of that stuff, that we are independent. So when the Kickstarter mm-hmm. first came out, mm-hmm. um, that was enough information to us to say, hey, maybe we should cut together what we've been doing mm-hmm. so far and put something out there so fans could kind of see what we're doing and maybe... I don't want to say like take advantage of the hype, no, well, but use that as a platform. Should we tell to them the bitter irony that we had been talking about releasing? Oh, that's, <laughs> I totally a, forgot about that. We were going to Kickstarter. Yeah, because it worked well with your previous that's right. stuff. And that was our plan. Yeah. Hey, so, let's go. I have an idea. <laughs> Shenmue is a game that a lot of people like. Yeah. Why don't we go to Kickstarter and see if there's fan support for Kickstarter? Great Check. idea. Yep. Why don't we talk about it right around the week of E3? Mm-hmm. It's good. And then what happens? And then that Kickstarter happens. And, and it turns out the fans are excited about it. They're very Shenmue. excited. Record-breaking excited. And maybe that excitement uh, uh, emptied their pockets. And now if you go back to Kickstarter... <laughs> if you go back to Kickstarter and say, and how about this too? They might say, I, you're piling on. You're yeah. piling on. Yeah. So, so that also slowed us down. Yeah, and I mean, we could very well have released a Kickstarter a few months after that, but I was kind of hesitant because I didn't, as as a fan, I didn't want to take away from the what Shenmue was doing <coughs> with their fundraising. I don't know anything about game development, but it it is a time and money sink. Yeah. No matter how cheap or how expensive. Yeah. And the kickstarting of it all. They never pretended that it was the sum total of the game, did they? Mm-hmm. They never said this amount is how much the game will cost. It's far in excess of that. Mm-hmm. And they're raising the money other ways, and that was some of the money that they needed. So my train of thought before was the Kickstarter. And the fact that we released our trailer with that Kickstarter That's right. around the time to kind of get some of that momentum. So well, we wanted to say to the fans, hey, this is happening too, and it's not in reaction to the Kickstarter. Yeah. We've already been working on this and shooting material. We didn't want it to look like we were capitalizing when, in fact, we'd been in production for four exactly. months or five months. So, And I think it came across pretty well for the most part, except there were a few people who seemed to think that... 
the documentary was being produced by Yuzuki and his company, and, mm. and so there was some backlash there being like, why are they spending all this time and resources making a movie when they have to make a game? And there was also people thinking that because this teaser is coming out with the um, Kickstarter, that also must mean that the documentary is going to be released by the end of the Kickstarter to generate hype. Yes. And there was a lot of people who were saying, yeah, it's going to come out five days before the end of the Kickstarter to help boost the, the, the final few days of funding. And it was not. It was not. No. Because I'm not sure if we clarified enough at the time that even though the video is titled Process Teaser, mm -hmm. I mean, for people watching a video, you know, <clears throat> when you see a trailer on YouTube, a lot of the time that's a trailer for a game that's coming out in a few months, mm -hmm. and which was not the case with us. But what we released at the time was a, a process teaser showing you guys not like where we're at, but what we're doing and some of the stuff we've yeah. gathered. Announcing ourselves yeah. and saying, this is happening. Kind of planting the flag and saying, yep. like, here we are. Yes, that's this exactly what, what we did. We yeah. planted the flag. And also, it, it reveals, ideally, it reveals some of your approach, maybe gives a little tone. It shows a little bit of your chops. Like, we had that nice sequence that we shot. You know, it had a nice flavor in it, that mm -hmm. thing with my son. Yes. And a beautiful flowing shot that was very touching, and and I think that gave everybody an understanding. Oh, this is these guys are more cinematic. This isn't just you know some kids with a movie camera mm -hmm. in the backyard. Uh, although it was in fact some adults with a movie camera in a bedroom. Yeah, in my house. Kind of the same thing, but mm -hmm. not really. No, it's, it's very different actually. <laughs> we're not kids. No. Although I'm, we're very childlike in our ease of amusement so why we uh why we release it is obvious what its goal was is obvious there was some confusion people were frustrated but now we can tell you we're connected to wisenet we're mm -hmm. moving forward we're approaching the documentary the same way we approach all our documentaries which is to say trying to build a real complete look at the game and the history of it and that takes a lot of time and let's talk a little bit about that process. Moving forward from now, mm -hmm. what's ahead? What are we doing? Well, obviously we're going to be reaching out and talking with as many people who were involved in either directly or indirectly with the game back when it was being developed and when it first came out. Mm -hmm. um, and that's, and I can't stress enough, like it, it never feels like there's enough material. Like it always feels like problem. it's like you could you could chat with some key people and say that was great. This is I never thought I would get this person mm -hmm. in a million years. And then you go, wait a minute, no, I need I need I need more. Mm -hmm. I need I need shots of, of this guy talking about this, and I need this guy to show me the the, the sketchings of this mm -hmm. book, or this person to show me the file about when he first came up with this. And it, it's just this snowball vicious cycle. And there's another side to it where even if you do get, uh, well, for Turtle Power, we mm -hmm. had 200 some hours and still there's a ton of stuff we didn't get. And that's what some people remember. The funny thing about that is I remember that. I'm not really a huge Turtles fan. Um, I mean, I, I like it. I appreciate it. I'm not a diehard. But mm -hmm. I thought the documentary was very informative, very well-crafted, and I thought it covered a lot of different aspects of the Ninja Turtles franchise. 
but then hearing and, and reading some of the <laughs> no. nasty comments on the internet about yeah. how there were certain things you didn't touch how on. How dare you forget and the said, one you thing guys, that somebody You guys loves. went from, I remember Isaac talking to me about a six-hour cut down to a three-hour cut, mm-hmm. down to a two-hour cut, down to what you guys ended up having, plus all the special features, and still that wasn't enough the, the special features, I believe there were 21, 22, 27, I can't even remember, modules of special features. Paramount did not want us to do those. Oh. They didn't have any interest in that. And the actual ex- exact wording was, we have no appetite for that, for a special cut. And that's why also there was no uh, Blu-ray version. Mm. They had no appetite for that. And there was also no interest in creating physical discs for anyone outside of North America, which, okay, that's not my decision. So there were people who are frustrated about that. But just in in defense of what happens when you're in this process, right now with our Conan the Barbarian documentary, we have a six, six and a half hour cut, and we realize it's volume one. So now we have a six hour cut of volume one of our Conan documentary, we had a five and a half hour cut of our He-Man documentary. It's now down to two, two hours or a little over two hours. And we've already started work on Turtle Power Volume 2. <laughs> and we shot footage on that. So this uh, kind of staggering what you're doing. You, you get a certain amount of material, you start working, and then you realize, oh, uh, here's something new that we discovered, or here's a direction that we need to go. And then you go and collect more material, and then you might cut that and react to that. And you're always compiling, and you're always building, and you're always growing. And hopefully, as you do that, you're getting a more complete and more thorough look, and you've got a through line, a narrative, some kind of I don't know, touch point structure where people get that thing that they want, right? Mm-hmm. You're going to miss something. Right now, I will tell you, I promise there's a Shenmue fan, at least one, who is going to watch our final documentary and say, oh my God, they don't have blank. Mm-hmm. And that's right, we don't. <laughs> and we probably will never get blank. It just didn't happen. We'll do everything we can to get it. Uh, again, to go to the example of another one of the documentaries, in the He-Man documentary, I will get... Uh, <laughs> Facebook messages from people saying, you have to interview this person. Mm-hmm. But if that person does not want to be interviewed, there is nothing I can do. I cannot force someone to be... I mean, I could, mm-hmm. potentially, but that's, not, that's an illegal act. That's a felony, and I'm not going to do that. I do not want to make that kind of documentary. Yeah, that would be a weird one. Yeah, I don't want to corral people and, and argue and, and force them yeah. against their will to talk to me. So lots of obstacles involved in this, but I don't want it to sound like we're making I'm not excuses. making an excuse. Yeah, we're not making excuses as to why it's not no. done yet, just because that's the nature of it. You have to say this up front because when, the way it works now, it, it would have been in the old days. In the old days, mm-hmm. when you make a documentary, the people who see the documentary only see the two hours that are shown. Yeah. And that's the world of the documentary. The culture that we're in now, everybody knows more about everything. We mm-hmm. have access to all the information. There are YouTube videos about everything conceivable. And so people have uh, a, a breadth <laughs> of knowledge about these IP that means that they know what they're not getting yeah. or they know the parts that you 
you didn't get that they think are more important and and they don't see the documentary for what it is they see the documentary in the context of that wider knowledge that they have so you're wrestling with that and and we have to address it and also social media plays a huge factor too i mean i could have refrained from Mm -hmm. ever putting pictures or little video snippets on Facebook, making a Facebook page, putting myself out there and saying, hey, yes. this is what I'm doing. I could have kept all that private, mm-hmm. but but here's the thing. In order to get WiseNet's, uh, Yu Suzuki and them, their approval, we would have had to, what, like physically mail them a, a pitch video with, um, or email them a pitch video with a handwritten letter. I mean, um, they would not have been able to see anything mm-hmm. online. Um, about what we're doing in our progress. I mean, it still would have been a good shot, but even somebody like Peter Moore, who is a great uh, person to have on this documentary, Mm -hmm. the reason he probably agreed to be in it in the first place is when I reached out to him, he probably was able to see the page because I sent him the Facebook page, Mm -hmm. I sent him the trailer. Mm -hmm. He was able to see that view and say, hey, I think these guys are pretty legit people. And he could go and look at Turtle Power and see, oh, that it was real and these people are serious. So you kind of have to put yourself out there in order for other people to know what it is you're doing so that they could agree to be part of your project. If you kept all your cards close, then it's you're just a crazy guy messaging people and say, "I have an idea for a movie. Please be in it." And I it's actually, a lot I actually am that. Yeah, that's that's an accurate description. That's why we're friends. <laughs> I'm a crazy guy with an idea, making a movie, <laughs> messaging people. Mm-hmm. So those are our obstacles. Again, we're not making excuses. Just no, not this telling is it like it is. And so moving forward, yeah, we moving can discuss forward, what so. we're what we're at now. We are going to. Do more of these to let people know where we are. Being transparent, to, keeping you guys in the loop. Yeah, and to ask a question, which is the question that we're here to ask in this episode, too. Yeah, we could pose it right now. So here's the question. Um, Kickstarter? Not Kickstarter. Yeah. Pre-sale? Not pre-sale. Let us know. Call us now live at 1-800-SHENMOO. What are they saying? Nothing. Nobody, there's been no call. The thing about the Kickstarter and the pre-sale isn't always just the money. Everybody thinks, oh, you just want to get the money. And then when you get the money, then you make a documentary or not. That is not true. We have to know there are people who are out there who want this documentary. Mm -hmm. And you need to have some kind of an audience with whom you can uh, make a pact. Hey, you want to put money down so that we make a documentary? We want to make a documentary so that you put money down. Yeah, it's and, it, a and fair it, it, uh, you guys had some experience with this with your recent He-Man one. We did, which um, did fairly well, and it. Yes. I mean, there are fans out there who seem to trust and believe in what you guys are capable of, and. Uh, yeah. And it worked out. So, we kickstarted for about twenty-five thousand, and we ended up with seventy-six thousand, which is awesome and great. Oh, good job! And I didn't know it was that high. It actually. was. Wow. And then we immediately. Blew that money making a documentary on yeah, He-Man, yeah. which is fine. And That's what it's for. it did help. You guys were able to line up and go and do your thing. It was critical. Mm-hmm. Uh, without the boost that we got from that, if we had kick-started at 25 and went out to make the money, or make the movie with the money that we had raised up to 25, right now I would be 
along with the other four guys, or the other three guys, Isaac, Mark, and Rob, I would be $55,000 in the hole. Yeah. Just like of cash. Yeah. Remember, as we make these docks, we make enormous sacrifices. We don't get paid for that work, which is fine. This is not a complaining thing. This is not a, a grumping thing. It's just the dark reality of making documentaries on spec. They're huge projects. They take a long time. Uh, they take multiple years, and they take way beyond hours. That mm -hmm. would be understandable. Yeah. Um, for and, example, yeah. I'll give you a He-Man example Go again. There was a two-week period where we did 33 interviews. And it might have been more than that in 13 days, I believe. Yeah. 12, 13 days. And it's, it's I would imagine it's really hard to justify that if it was all out of pocket the whole way through. I mean, I, I get it because it's, it's um, the, the love of the craft and what you guys are doing. But if you know, there was no, no uh, compensation or no something to help you guys along, it would be a huge struggle. Uh, that's what we did for Turtle Power yeah, I mean, Volume One. How long did Turtle Power take you? Turtle Power take you guys to make? Five years. Was oh, I thought it was seven. Oh, we started in two thousand eight, <laughs> November yeah. two thousand eight, and we finished in June of two thousand fourteen, and it was released in uh, August of two thousand fourteen. So yeah. it's about six years. Wow. And Conan, and we did a, a documentary Conan, Our Riddle of Steel. Definitive History of Conan the Barbarian, started that in November of 2014, still working on that and never kickstarted that, although many people have asked that we would do that. And we're making that documentary now. And He-Man, we kickstarted and had some money coming through that. Turtle Power Volume 2, we're making. And we started that in June, I believe. And we have no money on that. So literally what do you do let me look into the camera here we'll go to that one shot uh, literally what you do is you mortgage your house you put your money where your mouth is and your time and your future and you say I trust this will work and that's not the only project like that that we're involved in so that's why we stagger them you know people would say why don't you just make the one documentary and then get that one done Okay, let's look at that. When, when you and I talked about Shenmue for the first time, it was October of 2014. We had just released Turtle Power worldwide. It just went out uh, to worldwide digital release, I believe, in, at the end of September. And you called me and I was at the gym. Yeah, I work out. That's why I look like this, of course. It's okay. Like a middle-aged man it's okay. flailing through a sea of you adipose. Could, you could flaunt it. You could tell them. Okay, I'll let them know. I was I at the know. gym. I was actually doing crunches on the ball and you said you probably don't want to work on this but uh, I want to do a documentary on Shenmue and I wonder if you guys want to sort of turtle power Was I that it. flimsy back then? Yeah, you said you guys do, probably don't want to do this. You guys probably don't even want There's to be There's this game involved. called Shenmue and you drive a forklift and, and you probably wouldn't like Mark it. Mark thought you were talking about Shenmue. The whale. Yeah, he yeah. told me that. And I said, I think they did that. It's Blackfish. Yeah, so Adam's really into SeaWorld. He's a huge fan. It's, he wants to do the other side of the story. There's Blackfish, the negative. He yeah. wants to do the positive. The fandom. Yeah. The fan the dock fandom. around the keeping and tormenting <laughs> of killer whales. So yeah. that is not true. No. So 
you said that in October of 2014, and we immediately started working on it in December. Remember, we went to Los Angeles and, and we our did first some trip work. to LA. Oh, that was a good time. Right, and that's when we started building. And in January, I was shooting Conan, and I went and shot Conan for three weeks, and then you keep pushing forward and then you'll deal with the people who own the IP. So with Conan, we're dealing with Cabinet Entertainment and Fred Malmberg and Fred would say, hey, this is happening, that is happening and there are some possibilities with the world of Conan. You might want to change your timing to fit that bigger Conan story. Yes. When we were making Turtle Power, we met some people who were dealing with um, Peter Laird and they said, there's something happening with a turtle doc or a turtle feature and then Viacom bought the turtles and then there was a potential of a big Paramount movie and it was smart that we wait for that so that kind of timetable was decided by itself mm -hmm. with turtle power too you know there was a a great series the last several years at Nickelodeon and Nickelodeon animation really has been knocking it out of the park and people said how come you never talked about Nickelodeon when you uh, did turtle power and People at Nickelodeon even reached out and said, How, why didn't you talk about Nickelodeon with Turtle Power? So, you know, the time was right that Nickelodeon was interested in us looking at their story. They didn't want to pay us. They didn't want to buy the doc. They just said, are you interested? And, you know, you can sit and wait at home for someone to give you a check or you can call someone at Nickelodeon and say, we'll pay for it and we'll do it ourselves on spec and we'll see where it goes. Mm -hmm. So I'm telling you all this to say that all these things are staggered and they have their own energy and their own weight and you are forced into that timetable that the bigger story of the IP, you know, it dictates. So moving forward now, we're at a place where we know that WiseNet wants this documentary and we know that they feel it's good for them. That Harry has told us, Harry works with Yusan and Harry has told us we want to be involved. We want to share what we're doing with you. We need to find a way to make that work that fits with all the yeah. all the machinations of getting this document yeah. or uh, this uh, game out there. So we put ourselves in service to Yusan as as we should. He's the genius behind that game that so many people love, and his timetable is the end result for us. Mm -hmm. Whatever happens there happens. We've said this a million times. Yes. So knowing that. Now we begin to make what plans we can. You went to Japan, you made some contacts, you got some material. Got some material, we've cut some material, yes. we've talked about, and this goes back to what we said at the beginning, kickstart to not to kickstart. Let's you know start seeing what avenues we could pursue um, to, to help. That's right, yeah. because we know that we're going back to Japan. Yeah. We don't know It's only when. a matter of time. Uh, yeah, exactly. And Harry knows this, and Yusan knows this, and it's it's something that is going to take, you know, four of us probably, and it's going to be a much more thorough trip than you thorough. had. Thorough being the key word, like we will be digging deep. Yeah. Deep. Much less drinking, I think. Hey, I was on holiday. Did we just, did we just go there? I mean... What happened, Adam? Fine. Why do you want to let it out? Uh, what did you learn about the the drinking culture of the Japanese business and hardworking person versus the Canadian filmmaker? Can you get by on one hour sleep, Adam? No. I honestly, seeing 
the uh, the cultural norm in Japan of how of how the drinking culture and the work culture kind of the balance there. Mm-hmm. Oh, it blows my mind. But my God, is it fun? Is it fun? Oh boy. So. That, I don't fault you for that. You went, you ate the fruit that was presented. I did. And you suckled up the juice of the fruit. I suckled on it. When we go back next time, yeah. it'll be, be more, less juice. Yeah, less juice. There will be way more, more, way more of the camera and way less of the, the elbow, t- bending the elbow, drinking. Sure. Yeah. But that, I don't fault you, again. So we have that ahead of us. What else we have ahead of us is we know we're going back to Los Angeles. We want to pick up some other people who are game mavens yeah. people who are big in gaming we've talked culture. about e3 as a possibility we've talked about e3 Might be some good opportunities we've there. talked about uh, uh the sony event that comes up in december mm-hmm. we know that there are events that are moving forward going to be shenmue rich or potentially shenmue rich and we will be at those yes so we have a number of those trips planned we have a list of people that we need to get a list that is always growing and being built upon like a, a mushroom, it continues to grow. I don't know why a mushroom. I don't because like, of spores and rhizomes yeah. or something. Yeah. Like a fungus. Sure. No, no, I get you. On your toes. Let's not think about yeah. that. So this idea that we have a, a plan moving forward, and we know how demanding it will be, is why we're at the point where we decide, or we have to decide. What should we do? Should we go to the fans and say, here are our plans. Here's what we're thinking. Uh, we are, we're in deep on a number of projects. And by the way, it doesn't mean that uh, we want something for nothing. It's a pre-sale. Yeah. I That's mean, I think thing. we could talk about, I mean, me personally, um, even though Kickstarter was a huge success with Shenmue 3, mm-hmm. me personally, I still, sorry, I still feel... Like, Kickstarter just has this, uh, it just leaves a bad taste in people's mouths, and that's just me. Maybe it's just me being self-critical and thinking that nothing will work and all my efforts will be for nothing. You guys don't want to do a documentary And my parents will resent me, and my friends will stop talking to me yeah. because I'm putting all this work into this movie. But then there's somebody like you. You've had success with a something very, like this We had before. a very good and And the formula works for you, and the fans on your end for the He-Man thing, they were saying, hey, you know, we like this. We support you guys. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, and that's the question: is will we have that same support with the Shenmue fans? Do they see the value in what we're doing enough to believe in us? Will they? Indeed. Mm. What I I was in ready. To, did you see how I was ready to say something? You Ooh. do this a lot. I was like, my hand. Well, I need more opiates. This is my dog hand. Yeah. It is sore, so I often stretch it because it cramps. It goes like that. Mm. For those of you who don't know, my hand wants to do this cramp up, and I have to keep moving and stretching it. And it's, it hurts all the time, 24-7. We can have a hand cast. We'll talk about more problems with my hand later. When we do a Kickstarter, yeah. or when we do uh, some kind of pre-sell, we're making a promise to mm-hmm. people, right? So when we do that promise, we then say this. We have to be transparent. Here's where we are. Yeah. Here's what's happening. Here's why it's happening. Here are some bits. Here are some photographs from yeah. interviews. Here Much is different a than teaser. just saying, put your blind faith in us. That's right. You'll get it when you get it. Yeah, and no. so with Power of Grayskull, we've had a very good relationship with the fans, and we've had material like this. We've reached out to people in the community, and we've tried to keep them in the loop. And we were at PowerCon in Torrance 
And they saw us there. They saw us there shooting. There's not a Shenmue convention, or we would go to that, wouldn't we? And we would. They would see us there. Maybe we should start a Shen. Idea. Wait a minute. Hmm. Anyway, <laughs> this idea of making a promise to the potential audience and saying, if you help us by pre-buying, you give us the tools. You help us get the tools mm -hmm. to do those things that allow us to make the object that we're selling you. So it's, it's a, that easy. Yeah, it's as simple as that. Or sometimes you, you know, you've talked about some fans are just so excited about it that they want to go above and beyond. You don't want to cash in on that per se, but that ups that promise that mm -hmm. you make to them. When, when those people, and they do exist, when those people give you that extra money that you know they reach in their pockets and they throw it on the table and they say go make that documentary that fires me up even more that makes me feel more responsible to them and i think we have to deliver on whatever it is that they expect we have to find that thing so i'll tell you a little story this is a, a he-man related one mm -hmm. uh, there's a person who lives in la who's a real big he-man fan and that person uh put a big amount of money into our documentary and I met with that person when we, I was out in LA recently and that person knows that I have a two hour cut and that person, I don't want to say who this person is, this person has, has a high profile. And this person said to me, you're not done. <laughs> you have to get so-and-so. And I said, okay. So literally when Isaac and I go to do our next pass, we have a hole or two or three that we've left in the dock that we know somebody's being dropped in there or a, a couple of somebody's. Wow. And this person, uh, they know that we take that seriously. Like that's, that's a promise. And so, you know, I don't want to say, hey, if you drop a lot of money and then you make a crazy demand, yeah. we're like, you know, we're going to meet your demands. Yeah. You, your, be, you become the secondary yeah, director. We don't want to say that. But what we want to say is it's taken very seriously. I sat down with that person and I looked at that person eye to eye. And I said to him, this is our plan. This is what we're going to do. We really appreciate your, your generosity. And that person said, you need to get this other guy <laughs> in the dock. And I said, okay. And we made every wow, effort that's to do awesome. it. And it was really hard to do. Yeah. Oh, anyway, and it hasn't happened yet. So knock on wood, but that's, I, I, I say that to illustrate how serious it is. And I know you're the same as me, and I know Mark is the same, and I know Isaac is the same. We take it very seriously. You make these docs for those people. You have to deliver as much as you can so that if somebody puts down $100 instead of 25 or whatever it is, they feel like that $100 gives them something that makes them feel the value of that $100. Yes. Just like you threw money into the Kickstarter. Indeed. Tell the fans at home how much you put in. Be honest. Another time. Another dime? That's terrible. Okay, it was 750 Canadian. Which in American money is like nothing. It's 1472. No. I think. No. What's the exchange rate? Every $160 worth of maple syrup is two yeah. American dollars. No, well, no dollars. It's, it's, uh, it's Ontario and Manitoba still do beaver pelts. 
because we never mm. from mm. the French mm. in the 1700s. Remember? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Very Grade well. five history. Remember very, yeah. very well. The seigneurial system. Yeah. Plus maple syrup. Plus maple syrup equals beaver pelts. And then you have to carry. Traded. You have to carry the large double double and then divide by the number of timbits still remaining after a road trip. Then you leave Nootka Sound with the pelts. Yep. And you bring back the tea from Cathay. Yes. And you have the Canadian economic yeah. system. It's about, my contribution was about the cost of like the worst group of seven painting. If that makes any sense? Nope. Not for people at home. No. We have no art collectors. Uh, call in if you're an art collector. Let me just check the phone lines here. I'll wait. Nope. Nobody's here. No art collectors. Although there are probably Shenmue collectors out there who have Shenmue art. Oh. Speaking yeah. of which. And I am one of them. Nothing so official, but I'm getting there. You are one. Uh, what are we going to leave them with today? Like we try and give them a little bit of footage at the end of each one of these. What should we cut in there today? Rock, paper, scissors it. Okay. Let's use dog hand. Rock, paper, scissors. Yeah. Uh, we'll decide the outcome after. Well, okay. So it doesn't matter who but wins or loses. We'll, we'll see about that. One, two, three. All right, so we're showing it. I guess we have to show it. No one was making an engine that was capable of doing what Shenmue did, and that's why it cost so much. They had to make all these textures, make all these assets, design everything from scratch. A lot of people talk about the budget of uh, Shenmue 1 and Shenmue 2. Well, a lot of that is actually the budget that went into research and some of the development of future games. It was really one of the first concerted efforts to try to make a realistic game. And of course that later ended up kind of reshaping the way we think about a lot of games. But it was tied to the platform. And if the platform wasn't going to be successful, then unfortunately there was nowhere for it to go. It's a game that I truly enjoy. It's a game that I care about. And it's something that I'm probably going to be fighting for for the rest of my life.